everybody, this is James Lindsay. You're listening to New Discourses Bullets, where I give a short kind of bullet point summary of a single topic from woke Marxism that we need to understand so that we can defeat it. And today's topic is a little more complicated. I want to talk about the purpose of DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion programs and initiatives. I want to actually talk about how they work. And it's a little bit complicated. It's easy to go through and say, well, diversity means this and equity means that. And we can cover that. But to understand how it works is a little actually sophisticated. It's a pretty cleverly designed trick. And I want to kind of walk through that. Um, The concept behind uh, DEI, and I mentioned this in a recent episode, is entryism. Entryism is this idea that you're going to enter into an uh, and infiltrate an institution and kind of transform it from within. And that is a communist tactic or generally an ideological tactic if you want to try to take over an institution that's not going to welcome you. Uh, But DEI isn't directly entryism. I mean, we could give the example, a very simple example, that they say defund the police and a bunch of police leave and they make it miserable to be a cop. So a bunch of cops leave and then they institute a DEI hiring policy. And so now they hire according to DEI compliance. And when they hire in new cops in the future to make up for the shortfalls in the rising crime or whatever else, then they're going to hire ideologically compliant DEI people because of the DEI policy. But it's actually more complicated than that. The goal is to hire activists ultimately, but they're doing so in a probabilistic way. They aren't going out and recruiting activists per se or not always. And so the concept behind the way DEI works is something we have to call stochastic entryism. It's not just all plain old entryism. Like you're going to go find a document that's necessarily a smoking gun. Sometimes you will. That says that they're literally trying to hire, say, experts in diversity or that they're hiring uh, activists specifically. But they usually try to hide it behind things. Now, in light of what's going on, uh, we saw from James O'Keefe exposing IBM and some other corporations. We know that DEI is a big deal. What's going on at Harvard? We know that DEI is a big deal in universities. So it's big in corporations. It's big in universities. It's big in municipal uh institutions, including, you know, city, county, state services, uh, federal government has it all over the place. And understanding this as a tool of stochastic entryism, which is a little bit of complicated terminology that needs breaking down, I think is important so we can understand how it actually works, what we're actually looking for. Now, IBM got caught with its pants down because they openly admitted that they were looking for for quotas and hiring. And there was another company that, that James O'Keefe exposed, Solafi or Solafi, I don't know how to pronounce it, um, that also was literally saying we need X percent this, X percent that in order to get to these quota targets. That's actually um, in practice what they're doing. But why are they trying to hire, say, 30 percent females or 50 percent females or 30 percent African-American or whatever race or it doesn't matter. Why are they trying to hire toward these quotas? Why are they doing this and using DEI to justify it? And the answer is that they're doing stochastic entryism. The goal is not to hire women. The goal is not to hire uh, racial minorities where they're skirting right up against civil rights law or sexual minorities. The goal is actually to hire activists and they are hiding behind the idea that they are going to have a higher probability of hiring an activist or hiring somebody who can be turned into an activist through subsequent DEI training. 
by using these tools. And that's the stochastic part. We'll come back to stochastic in a minute because it's a word a lot of people aren't familiar with. But let's review. I did a couple of whole episodes about it, but let's review entryism. Entryism is the operative term here. We have to define it first. Entryism refers, like I said, to the strategy of infiltration uh, used by communists to take over institutions. Marxist or woke entryism is basically what the long march through the institution actually, institutions actually represents. It means going into and infecting institutions. It means getting inside. Um, it has uh, so that's entryism, right? It's the, the a doctrine of entering, and so entryism in woke and Western Marxism has the goal of introducing what they call a counter hegemonic agent into the institution. So they believe that there is a set of values that govern the institution that creates a cultural hegemony. And Western Marxism is predicated on the idea of getting inside of the institutions and transforming the culture inside so that it will then bleed out to the outside. So what they want to do is bring people who are outside of the hegemony, outside of that prevailing cultural set of values into the organization, but not just people who are outside of it in general, specifically people who are counter to it. So they're outside of it, but they're also against it. That's the idea of Western Marxism and who is really meant to be the people who are outside of it and against it? Western Marxists or people who can very easily be radicalized into Western Marxists. Um, you could see, for example, if critical immigration theory takes off, that this influx of what they're calling migrants who are actually illegal aliens into the country could be activated into activist cells by introducing they are outsiders. And all you have to do is start to get them ginned up against the country that they're coming into now to turn them into counter hegemonic agents, not just uh, external to the hegemony, but counter anti against the, the existing cultural values to weaponize them. That's the idea. That's an entryist move also. Um, but the goal is to bring those people into an institution that normally wouldn't welcome them in. That's entryism. And there are two essential, essential pieces to the entryism puzzle, which are, which are getting in, getting in sympathizers to the Western Marxist or critical theory, uh, approach and getting opposition out. So you have to get rid of the people you don't want and you have to bring in the activists you do want. So this is entryism. Defund the police, like I said, was an entryist tactic. The police get defunded. Now there are fewer police. Then crime goes up. They have to hire new police to deal with the rise in crime, but under uh, but they hire them under new policies um, that are, were installed by the activists ahead of time or in the meantime, like DEI policies. We see this happening in the military. We've seen this happening in lots of corporations. Um, this is the general idea. And DEI programs have been instrumental to doing that. But this is missing the stochastic element. Um, so the goal is to actually graduate activists say, out of the universities, and then send them into the professions. That's what Herbert Marcuse advocated in Counter-Revolution and Revolt. That's following Rudi Deutschke's expression of the long march to the institutions. That's actually the implementation that Mao Zedong used to, to take over institutions and, and apparatuses within China. Um, those, are, those are all forms of entryism. Um, 
So letting getting the the graduates to to become radicalized in school and go into the, the professions is another form of entryism, is what I'm saying. And the subversives there are usually hiding that they're subversive, so they can get into the institutions and then they start working to change the culture or policy from within. But that's not how DEI necessarily works. DEI is stochastic in its entryism. And what is stochastic? That's a word that's an everyday word for me as a mathematician, but it's not an everyday word for most people. Stochastic refers to something that is probabilistic in nature. It's random. It's noise. So if I were to take, you know, of uh, I don't want to make it all mathy here, but we had a mathematical function and we draw a line or a curve or something like that, and it's going to be a straight line or a smooth curve, something that we're used to, and I added a stochastic variable, what it would do is add like a, a jiggle to the line. It would add noise to the signal. Um, static is usually uh, something you could treat like a stochastic variable. Uh, so it's something that's probabilistic in nature. Um, it, it's intrinsically got randomness built into it. Uh, so we say something is stochastic when there is a component of randomness in what happens. So we hear this term sometimes that the, the left likes to use a lot, stochastic terrorism. Now, of course, they use this term because the iron law of woke projection never misses. They are going online and agitating for certain problems to come up, but you don't know who the problem causer is going to be. They want people to go take to the streets and do activism and blah, blah, blah. You don't know who's going to do it. They're engaging in what they call stochastic terrorism there. And so they project that onto everybody else, especially Libs of TikTok has been accused of this like a bajillion times. Every time she posts a video of something egregious that leftists are doing, especially sexual with children, she's accused of being a stochastic terrorist. They're accusing her of wanting somebody to go do violence. She doesn't know who, just somebody randomly. And so that's the idea is that the, there's she has an intended goal, which is violence or terrorism, and that uh, she doesn't know who's going to carry it out, but she's broadcasting the idea that it should happen, hoping that some random person will will shake out and do it. So stochastic terrorism is this idea that agitation allegedly causes some unpredictable rogue actor to go do some act of violence or terrorism, and that the agitator intended it but didn't intend who would do it, just that somebody would, and certainly not themselves. So stochastic terrorism gives us an idea of how the word stochastic is being used here. The idea is that the agitator knows what he wants to have happen, but not who will actually commit the act. So he broadcasts rhetoric consistent with the action, hoping that someone will shake loose and do it. It follows this kind of language of someone should respond to this, take care of this, put this person down, whatever it is. And so the hope is that some lunatic will, will answer it. Well, here we have what I said is DEI is stochastic entryism. We have this idea, we understand entryism. It's getting inside the institution, infiltrating with counter-hegemonic forces that want to turn it over from the inside, subversives. And so DEI works by bringing in activists, but you don't know who the activists are going to be. It's a, DEI works as a mechanism for bringing in infiltrating activists into an organization that doesn't want them there. And in particular, bringing in Western or woke Marxists and getting out the opposition. Those are the two key pieces. You want to get rid of the people who oppose Marxism and you want to bring in people who support it. 
You don't know who's going to be who. You don't know who's going to be brought in. You don't know who's going to be purged out or squeezed out. You don't know who's going to be the activists. This is how DEI works. The idea is to increase the probability of bringing in people who are activists or who will be able to be made into activists through the subsequent programming. So technically, DEI doesn't usually, although we saw behind the curtain with IBM and so on, that it actually does in practice, but DEI isn't supposed to allow for hiring according to race, sex, sexual orientation, or other characteristics. Um, we saw behind the curtain, and we know that's a lie, and a lot of people who practice this know that this is a lie, but on paper, at least, it's not supposed to do that. And even if they are, why is there any reason to believe that a black person is more likely to be an activist or a woman is more likely to be an activist than anybody else? So um, this is this is where the stochastic element comes in. What you'll read repeatedly in their documents, and they tend to write this over and over and over again to kind of cover their butts legally, is that they should not hire according to uh, to what we usually call immutable characteristics, race, sex, sexual orientation, and so on. But they do say that we need to hire from what they call diverse populations. But diversity has a complicated definition, as we've talked about many times here on the podcast before. Diversity is usually defined in one of a couple ways. It's either members of so-called underrepresented groups or as experts in diversity itself, meaning that there's some kind of subject matter expertise, which is, by the way, hint, hint, Western Marxism, uh, identity politics, that you're supposed to learn to be anti-racism or whatever, that you're supposed to learn to be an expert in. Um, that's a little bit on the nose, I suppose. But in both cases, it doesn't matter what diversity or hiring according to diversity means. The goal is still to uh, justify increasing the ratio of activists in an organization, even though you don't know who. It'll be random as to who actually does it. Maybe it's that black guy. Maybe it's that white woman. Maybe it's that gay person. Maybe it's that straight person. The point isn't that. The goal is to hire people who are already radicals whenever you can. That's your experts in diversity or who are more likely to be radicals, statistically speaking, in other words, pulling from members of underrepresented groups that they know that they have a broad population activation in, or, as a third category, people who are more easily radicalized by subsequent DEI training that is actually tailored to the purpose of radicalizing those people. And that, they know, is because the, the way those programs are designed, it's more easy to generate those grievances in either minority populations of some type or another, or in groups like white women who have high levels of sympathy to those populations. In other words, those are the people that are easiest to radicalize, so they need to have things like 30% women, because they know they're going to hire a lot of women who can be either if they're, say, white women that are very easy to bend into a kind of intersectional sympathy and become activists that work very hard inside to make longhouse culture be standard in the organization, or that they're going to hire, um, say, racial minority women or sexual minority women that they're very easy to easily agitated into becoming activists. It doesn't work on everybody, but that's the stochastic element, the randomness to it. So DEI statements that they make people 
fill out or give um, to talk about adversity and all the things they've overcome or whatever are actually signal signaling devices to your commitment to so-called diversity as a value. And they work as a screening mechanism for groups of potential activists. So they're trying to screen to increase the probability that the applicant pool, the qualified applicant pool, is more likely to be potential activists. So either people who are already activated or people who will be activated through DEI training. Because the goal is to hire more activists while maintaining plausible deniability that that's what you're doing. So they want people who are either already activists or people who can be radicalized easily, and they want to increase the proportion of people in the hiring pool that meet those criteria. After they're hired, DEI training identifies the new activist recruits and starts funneling them into the DEI apparatus, for example. It will also activate people who can be activated. In other words, you will take people who have a potential for becoming an activist and shake them up through the DEI training as to how unfair and racially or sexually or whatever tense the workplace is and that they need to be activists within it. Um, College DEI programs do this with students to create that uh, overwhelmingly radicalizable population uh, that will then go off into the professions. The goal, again, is to create a higher probability that radicalized or radicalizable people will be recruited while maintaining plausible deniability that this is in any way the goal. No, no, no. We're just trying to increase representation. We're just trying to increase the diversity. We just try to have people from different backgrounds because diversity is our strength. Sounds good, but what they're actually doing is trying to raise the probability of hiring activists or people who can be radicalized into activists. So DEI hiring is designed to increase the number of radicalized and radicalizable recruits while providing a cover story like increased representation, benefits of diversity, blah, blah, blah. And DEI training after you get in, which is now mandatory in most places as part of HR, is specifically designed to radicalize those targets, to take people who are already activists and harden them, to take people who are leaning toward becoming activists and turn them into activists, and to take some of the people who are um, not really necessarily inclined to be activists and tip them in that direction. Who will become the activists? Well, nobody knows for sure, but there will be more of them, and that's the point. It's stochastic entryism. So it has a second function is it starts to figure out stochastically who to get rid of. So let's say there's all these screening mechanisms. We can understand how that keeps anti-woke people out, but let's say some anti-woke people get hired or already work there. DEI training squeezes and demoralizes people who oppose the DEI agenda. Who wants to sit through that crap? Nobody. You hear this crap, it creates a toxic workplace. You don't want to be a part of it. It leads people to quit or to speak out, to resign out of conscience, to identify themselves as not being fully on board and get subjected to struggle and criticism or hostility, to get bullied out, uh, or to just identify themselves as a potential problem that needs to get squeezed out for other things, all while pretending to do something good for HR goals as opposed to saying that they're actually trying to initiate an identify and purge program. Again, they're maintaining plausible deniability while st- randomly shaking more people who resist them out and bringing in more people who support them. So who will quit? Who knows? Who will not be hired? Who knows? Just like with the who's going to be hired and who's going to get radicalized by DEI training, nobody knows. More people will, and some people will get squeezed out, quit, pushed out, fired, bullied, whatever. Nobody in advance is known to be one of these 
categories. That's not the idea. But it's the goal in the case of getting rid of these people, DEI programs exist to make sure that predominantly people who oppose the agenda get squeezed out and predominantly people who support the agenda get let in. And then they funnel the intensity of that uh, up through the DEI training. So what you'll end up seeing in practice is members of identifiable so-called non-diverse or uh, not historically underrepresented, or they'll say historically overrepresented groups are actually being purged, filtered, and, and kept out at higher rates because that's the other side of the, the coin. If you're discriminating for certain groups, you're automatically discriminating against the groups that are not that set of certain groups. And so diversity becomes this mechanism to maintain plausible deniability to bring in activists under the guise of identity categories. And as a consequence, you're going to see people who are not activists, but also people who are in the other identity categories getting squeezed out of the process. Um, and all then, DEI programming, diversity, equity, inclusion programming in any institution is designed to screen for an activist population concentration going up in both directions, to bring in new activists or create them uh, and select for people who are likely to be able to be created and to keep out people who are against their agenda, but it's all done stochastically. In other words, so nobody in the beginning knows who. It will be randomly achieved in some sense. You won't be able to predict who the activists are or who the purges will be. That allows them to maintain plausible deniability that any of this is happening or that it's the intended purpose. So DEI is stochastic entryism. It's not just that it's fraud, which it is. It's a scam. It's being foisted on and forced on organizations specifically to create plausibly deniable conditions under which they will end up filling their ranks with agents of change, agents of their own subversion, capture, and internal destruction. Um, the whole point of DEI is to do that while not looking like you're doing it. That's actually its purpose. And so we could talk about the fact that, you know, as I have many times at DEI, it, the, the E equity refers to socialism by another name, an administered economy in which shares are adjusted so citizens are made equal. It's just socialism rebranded or that diversity means diverse to the Western hegemony. In other words, they're the counter agents and that inclusion means including the counter agents and making sure the conditions support their counter hegemonic or counter-agent activity. This is the idea, though, but the, the, the idea is that they understand that groups like racial, sexual, minorities, women have a higher probability of being either being radicalized already due to the prevailing educational and cultural milieu of Western Marxism, or that they have a higher probability of being susceptible to the narratives that were tailored specifically to manipulate them into becoming so-called allies and activists. And so they want to bring a larger number of those people in specifically to manipulate them into the kind of people who are designed to destroy the institution and transform it from within into a Western Marxist institution. So, um, what you should realize is the people who who are who are doing this may or may not understand this, but the people who designed and forced the implementation of DEI programs know that it is stochastic entryism. They know why they're doing it. They know that it's not just about installing political officers, which it is, but that those political officers and all of the behaviors in hiring and training are designed just like unconscious bias training to to funnel people into a stochastic entryist model to increase the proportion of activists 
subverting your institution from within. That's the real idea of DEI. That's how DEI really works. It's to increase the probability of hiring or radicalizing activists within the workplace.